1: Hey guys, hey, it's Kelly Kaloran and Ben Simone. You are watching Hollywood Raw and we are talking all things housewives, Playboy and more. Hey guys, welcome to the Hollywood Raw YouTube page. Make sure you drop a comment,
2: like, subscribe, do all the fun things. Follow. Follow everything. We're here to entertain you guys. What are you waiting for? Hurry up, let's go. Enjoy.
0: How the hell is life in New York? I'm out here in L.A., Adam's in New York. What is it like out there?
1: You guys, Mark, Adam, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you today. New York is obviously really, really chilly, but um, I'm in real estate, and the real estate market is H-O-T. So um, I know it's raining in L.A., and we're really sorry about that, but New York is on fire!
0: (laughs) It is pouring right now. This is very unusual for L.A. weather to be crappier than New York. But right now, it's just pouring rain outside.
1: It's karma. It's
2: karma. You You know what's funny, Kelly? I feel like everyone always asks me, like, who are not from New York, like, how is New York? Like, how is it? Like, is it back? And I'm like, it was never bad during the pandemic. Like, I always thought it was pretty good. Like, the entire time, it was fine, especially in the area where you live and we're kind of like, you know, we're around. Like, it was never – it was always fun. It was always happening. It was never tough. I mean, it's
1: it's interesting that you say that because um, I came back to the pandemic here. I was, you know, I have two girls, and I went to Florida to um, just to make sure that they were safe, Um, and I didn't really know what was happening in New York. And then the minute that the real estate market opened in New York, I got on a plane and came back. And I, I live in Soho, as everybody knows, and. You know i just took these great walks in the morning and you know all the beautiful the graffiti was phenomenal i mean the art i've never seen soho was like it was when i first came to soho you know uh infused with art and the people that were here were diehards and there was like an intimacy about it that was really great um and i really appreciated the people that stayed because they were like this is my town this is where you know i Came from you know Kansas, wherever I came from, to you know make it in this city, and I'm not going to leave. And you know I really, really appreciated that integrity. It was it really, um, it was really impressive. So
2: now, the real estate market's back though. Like yeah, that's no what I wanted to get state, into. I how, mean, I, like I feel like apartments. Now I'm not in the ownership. I'm still in the rental apartments during the pandemic. You know they were giving some a lot of deals for you, you get like a month or three months free. Are they still doing that? And is like the, you know, what's the, what, what is real estate right now doing in, in Manhattan?
1: So, yeah, I mean, we were seeing some, you know, deals. I mean, we really, really saw it in the townhouse market where, you know, townhouses that were trading, you know, over 80 million were, you know, we were trading it, you know, with a five in front of it. Um, so that's a huge drop. You know, 30 million is a big drop. Um, but I mean, I sold the number one deal downtown, the unicorn, um, 150 Charles and um i sold it for 30% over ask so um you know that was a 42 million dollar deal so i don't you know i i also see the market in a different way than most people do um You know i have the unicorns and the upgrade so i have people that are looking to upgrade they're like i have my million dollar apartment it's time for me to move into that you know next you know level you know sphere of my life and chapter of my life and you know i would like to buy something that's a little bit more expensive and take that risk um and so i have those those buyers and then you know i have the big investment clients who foresaw um you know they didn't foresee covid but they a lot of my investors were like things are going to happen in new york and it's going to go down and we're just going to buy everything up and that's exactly what they did
0: but do you see an end to this wild market because like at a certain point we can't just keep getting more and more expensive like that just can't happen right
1: i mean listen you know I'm not, a, I don't have, you know, some kind of magic ball um, in front of me and I'm not a forecaster, you know, a financial forecaster. That's not my job. Um, but I can tell you what the market is saying. And, you know, when the market is hot, you know, you should try to, you know, sell. And when the, you know, the market is, you know, not so hot, you should try to buy. It's the same thing in stocks. So, you know, just kind of like check out your neighborhood, see what, you know, buildings that you like. Um, you know, ask doormen, say, Hey, I've always loved it. Live in this building. Do you know a great broker that works here? Um, have you seen anything that's available in that building? You know, go on your street easy, do your homework. I mean, you know, I, I really think it's not, it's not really up to the real estate brokers to kind of fore, foretell what the future is. It's really, you know, it's very personal, you know I mean? Yeah, because so, on- Like, you know, we were just talking about, yes, I did sell that massive deal, right. You know, that was over the top and unbelievable and impressive and, you know, like, uh, otherworldly but were there other opportunities when people were really really selling things you know at less than market value yes so
0: you know you really, I guess have to the, really- the, the wild part about that though is so people are selling now while the market's hot but then they can't afford to buy because the market just keeps going up so there's so many people that are in this like weird limbo spot where they're like sold my house for a million more than it was supposed to be worth and now i can't afford something bigger because the market just keeps rising, so it's like people are stuck in this weird area.
1: I mean, I just put an apartment um, in my building for on the market two days ago, and I got two offers, one above ask. So I mean, you know, it's a really um, you know crazy world out there. And again, like my biggest you know advice for anybody, even you know, obviously for myself, what I always do is like, you know, I have to do comps for everybody. Just do you know, kind of do your own due diligence and see where you want to live and what that you know that apartment building is trading at and kind of you know because some people some apartments are trading at a lot of money some people some apartments are trading they're like wow they had a lot of renovations and it's not trading that high so just kind of like do your own homework and then i can help you navigate the rest i always say dream big and i'll help you with the rest
2: (laughs) how do you get most of your clients are they housewives fans like how do people find you are they people who just like you know especially for someone like you that's in the public eye do you feel like some people just want to come and like Are they real, are they just, are they curious? Are they real buyers or they just kind of want to get to know you because they're just obsessive Housewives fans?
1: Uh, That's a really good question. Um, So we vet, I vet everybody, my team vets everybody that um, goes to see an apartment that I'm showing. So it's not just like a free-for-all, come and see Kelly. You know, it doesn't work like that. Um, You have to have an actual buyer. We have to go through the due diligence of, you know, seeing if that that buyer, you know, Has the right money for the apartment um so it's a it's kind of like if you do get to do a showing with me it's because we've done our homework and you're the right buyer um for my seller so that's really how it works i mean i would love for Housewives fans to come and um see all of my apartments i would love that but i just at the same time i am in business and it's my job to you know represent my sellers it's not my job to um you know be a tv um influencer You know when I'm when I'm doing that job, so I have to really wear a different hat.
2: Yeah, would you be interested or like like open to maybe doing like going on million dollar listing at all? I was on it.
1: I already was on it this year with Frederick. No, but I'm saying like be
2: like one of the main like cast member.
1: I mean, I am. I do have a couple of show opportunities. So I was on Million Dollar Listing, um, and I am going to be on a new show that uh, comes out in January. And then I am working on my own show. So real estate is definitely in my near future. And I'm having the best time doing it. I mean, you guys see me all the time. You see me out and about. You see me with my team. You know, I really enjoy my job. Um, I enjoy, I like, you know, I have the greatest clients. Some deals are more complicated than others, um, but I really welcome you know all of the opportunities, and I'm very, very happy where I am. I mean, I, cu- I could not be happy. I have to pinch myself. I really am super happy right now.
0: So I want to know how being on reality TV has affected your career because we had Kendra Wilkinson on the other day, and oh. she was saying that her being a reality star actually kind of hurts her career in real estate because people don't know like do I trust this person because they? I, I've seen their lives unfold on television? How has being a reality star helped or hurt your business in real
1: estate? You guys are coming up with the good questions. Um, that mm. is a great question. And I think for... Um, Listen, every reality star is different. So I can't speak to Kendra's uh, business model. I can't speak to anyone else's. I mean, I know for myself that my clients are pretty much New York-based clients, Florida-based clients, Aston-based, Hamptons-based. You know, I've worked in this city for a long time. You know, I have a very um, solid reputation um, in the publishing world, in the uh, fashion world. Uh, you know, a lot of people have seen me. You know, I wrote a book with for Anna Winter for the Metropolitan Museum of Art, I've written seven books, um, two for uh, Simon & Schuster. One of my books for Simon & Schuster, um, the second course, just got translated into German for the second time. So, I mean, I do have a really strong legacy, even before I was on Housewives. um, So a lot of my clients don't, they don't really care about um, the stigma of reality TV. They just wanna know that I can get the job done, and I've proved this year, time and time again, that I am um, the right person for the job in real estate.
2: Okay. Oh, um, cool. <laughs>
1: curious, She's like, I'm <laughs> curious
2: how uh, I, I see you around New York City all the time. You're 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 out and about. You're uh, you are a socialite. You're we we see you a lot in Page Six and Daily Mail. Are you currently single? Like, what's what's going on there?
1: Am I currently single? I am uh, currently single means you're not married. So yes, I am currently single. I am not married.
2: Not married. So you're dating?
1: <laughs> so, dating around? So. Um, I am dating and having a really nice time doing it. Where do you meet your guys <laughs> so like, like how does someone meet I,
2: Kelly? Where do, you, where do you meet people?
1: Um, how does someone meet Kelly? Um, you know, I, actually that's a really good question because it is not easy to meet me. You know, you guys know I have two kids. They are my number one priority. So it's not like I'm at the club um, on a Friday night. Although last weekend I was at a club um, for the first time in a long time, which was really fun. Um. <laughs> But yes, it's not exactly easy to meet me. I'm not going to lie. Um, unless you um, get pump gas at the same place that I pump my gas, park your car at the same place I park my car, frequent Starbucks because I love Starbucks, um, anywhere near a dog store where I'm buying numerous peewee pads, um, any uh, bodega where they have Trident gum because I'm a big gum chewer. Um, what else? Oh, um, I do love Mexican food. So if you are at a Mexican restaurant in the Soho area, you will probably see me. Um, please don't interrupt me if I have guacamole on my face because that would be really upsetting. Um, where else could you find me?
0: Are, are you are you an app person? Do you go on the dating apps?
1: I have tried apps. When I wrote my first book, uh, Dangerous Age, my ghostwriter was like, you – do not know how to communicate with men. I'm like, yes, I do. I don't like totally talk to guys. I'm like super easy. They're like, no, 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 no. You don't know how to text. I was like, oh. So like there's a whole master and art form to texting. I, I mean, listen, I'm a writer, so I am very good with the written word, but the subtle nuances, I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, whoa, that is like too weird for me. I don't have time for that. I'll read it. I'm like, is that was he flirting or is that he's insulting me? Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I have to like defer to my daughter. I'm like, is that like okay? Because they're like, oh my God, one second mom, let me do it for you. And they're like, Bleh. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, is that appropriate for me to say?
0: that's funny getting tips tips how to do the dating apps from your daughter i like that i mean she's my oldest
1: daughter's 23 and she is just like the cutest little thing on the planet having so much fun i mean i think it's different for like to be honest with you like the dating apps for like the younger generation is like super fun and they just like they really are meeting all these people um and so like, you know, whether they're like, you know, trying to find it's kind of like the new Snapchat. They're like, OK, who's at what bar? OK, lots of cute guys are at Laskina. Let me go over there. I'm going to go over there. That's kind of what they do. But for, you know, for me, I'm like, wait, this person actually wants to try to, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try to meet someone or see what's happening. And then I just get very intimidated. And the whole like art form of, you know, texting just really like, you know, throws me for a loop. And
0: So what would be the biggest turnoff a guy can do on a first date with you?
1: um ask me about housewives i think that's like really annoying <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> I remember when i was i remember i was when i was on million dollar matchmaker with patty singer she's like if a guy asks you about housewives you have to learn to defer she's like you know just like when you're in any interview and you don't like a question you know how to you know to, to um talk about something else and i'm like right i mean an interview is different like it's fine like i don't take it to heart but you know when you're trying to date someone and you want i mean, i you know, I pride myself on being authentic and being trustworthy. And so, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say something. I don't want a guy ask me a question. I'm gonna be like, "Well, okay, that scene was like this." And well, like one guy the- was like, "Oh, really? You couldn't act that scene out better?" And I'm just like, "Listen, I don't know what they're gonna do." You know, some people rub you the wrong way. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be disingenuous and be like, "It's fine. People treat you like shit, and it's no problem." It's like no, I'm gonna be like you know, some some people suck, and I had to deal with it. So, <laughs> what do you want me to say?
0: <laughs> would you would you date a housewife's fan?
1: Yeah. Like a yeah. super fan? No. Uh, like
0: someone fan. that someone that enjoys the housewife franchises, and they may know you from there. Maybe they don't bring it up on the first date, but they know who you are. Would you date someone like
1: that? I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, it's. I mean, I. I, I mean, I am not famous. I'm infam- I'm infamous for my antics. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that may know my name. Um, they may not know, like people are like, oh, that's Kelly Benson. Well, they don't know who, what that means. You know, they're like, oh, that's someone with a familiar name. Um, like, they don't know that I was on television during the Ice Age. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, okay. You know, the advent of reality TV. Here I am. Hi, poster child. Um, but, um... So, I mean, I would date someone that was that knew that I was on television, but I wouldn't date someone that was like a super fan because that would be really weird. I mean, they'd probably be like in the background, like mimicking or like, you know, trying to do TikToks with something or, you know, I mean, yeah. How,
2: how So, you know, about, I guess it was a few weeks ago. There was a lot of news. You're in the news with this whole A-Rod situation. Yeah. How did that come about? What exactly happened?
1: How,
2: how does that even come out? What happened there?
1: so um a is amazing uh he is in, in real estate he wants to invest in real estate and i had this uh an apartment in, i have this uh, this listing in paris beautiful incredible listing um it's in the sixth arrondissement which is in luxembourg garden very cool very bougie um very bougie street that has unobstructed views which is highly unusual in Paris, and he was just like one of his two of his really good friends, or two of my really good friends in real estate, and they were just like this is such an amazing apartment, you know. And I've met him many times before with his agent, and um, just you know through through friends. And so he was just asking me about the uh, Parisian apartment.
0: So Ooh la la. I call but me dumb but I didn't realize you could list a house or an apartment in, a, in another country that's that's something that's totally normal
1: so I work with uh, I work with Douglas Solomon um, in New York the Hamptons Florida um, and I'm gonna be working somewhere else soon which I can't tell you um, and I also work with Knight Frank and that is our European connection and so yes I have a, a like affiliate to work with Um, Mm. listings, you know, listings in Paris. So it's really exciting for me to, you know, work on listings all over the world, just because, you know, the good news about Housewives and everyone says all these bad things, but for me, you know, I see the brand of Housewives and NBC and Bravo as like a major opportunity because they put me on the world stage. So all of, you know, a lot of these sellers know who I am from being on Housewives. And so when I, go into a certain area, it's like a stamp of approval. They're like, Kelly Ben Simone is coming. Um, So it's a stamp of approval. So it's all good news for me.
2: So with with the A-Rod situation, though, how did it turn (laughs) into, like, you guys were potentially dating, though? Like, how did, you know, you guys, did you guys talk? Did you guys actually talk, or was it you talking to his friends in the real estate thing? No, no, we talk. Oh, you guys talk? Yeah. Okay. Then how did that whole thing turn into, like, maybe you guys potentially dating when the stories come
1: out like how does that how does it go from there to there uh i mean we talk a lot so i don't know we talk a lot so i don't know you know i mean listen stuff happens i mean i've been in the paper for a lot of stuff um i don't know you know i'm I'm not it's not like i'm you know i mean i do leave my phone out so it's not like i'm just one of these people that's like really like scared about who's gonna see my phone i mean my kids are always on my phone I'm, I don't really don't know where it came from, um, and I really don't care. You know, I really yeah. don't. Like, he's I a great guy, you. and I just, I, I'm super excited for all his new success with Arod Corp. And I'm really happy with everything that I'm doing in my life. And I hope that we get to do a deal together, whether it's real, you know, residential or commercial or multifamily. I would love to do a deal with him.
2: Did it do ever guys- turn into dating at all, or no? It was strictly business. I mean, it's strictly business.
0: Do you guys Would you text and be like, oh, <laughs> this is hilarious that these are where all the rumors are going? Like, do you guys do that kind of text? Like, oh, here we go again.
1: Well, I mean, I get nervous because I have two kids. So it's one thing for me to talk about my kids about a dating app and have like and have it be part, you know, like our narrative. But when it's someone else creating a narrative for me, that's a little uncomfortable. Um, so, and you know. I, I mean, I'm, as you guys know, you guys, I mean, you guys have known me for a long time, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's like, I've met someone on an airplane, let's have the whole world know that I met him. You know, like a lot of people, a lot of well-known people, people that are you know, notables like to talk about their personal life. I mean, I just think that's really, I mean, I've dated some very nice men, but it's none of anyone's business until like it's a really serious situation. And then, you know, the thing is, I'd want, if it was really serious, I'd want you guys to know all about it. I would want you to know about, like, the good news, the bad news, the ugly. Like, I would want you guys to know about it. But until, you know, just out of respect to my girls, like, I just want to be, you know, mindful of how, of what my dating narrative looks like. Do you still
2: have interest in, like, The Housewives at all? Do you still watch it? I don't know if I'm really good for
1: Housewives. I mean, I have i don't watch it anymore. I mean, I never watched the show anyway because I thought, I mean, I told myself that was if I was going to be on the show that I would only watch the scenes that I was in because it's not really, you know, I'm not, I'm not the girl that is talking about 10 different people and their story and on the phone. That's not really my thing. You know, I've like raised two kids on my own kind of making money has always been like my Frank you know my mindset and so like gossiping about other people like I really I mean it's fun and fodder is really fun but I don't really have the you know I don't really have the space in my head when you're trying to like prepare your kids for college you know each ch- each school is 60 grand a year it's 120,000 you know it's like times four you know I don't really you know I'm re- I really really wasn't interested in like what anyone else thought at the time be yeah, totally yeah. honest with you <laughs> so if they were saying oh my god this is happening to me i'm like is it really happening to you or is this what someone just thought was happening to you because in the back of my head i'm thinking i have to put away you know a uh, hundred and twenty thousand dollars times four in the next years. <laughs> so i was that's like great. "Hmm, that's really interesting it's so fascinating for you i'm sure you'll get over it maybe you should talk to a therapist and then i'm like okay how am i going to make money
0: how can ask really her, my did- mindset
1: So I think maybe now I would have been better because I'm just more like, you know, my kids are happy and they're educated. My youngest is graduating this year. So I'm so excited for both of them. My oldest is working in sports management. They're just such rock stars of kids. Um, And, you know, it's like you get what you pay for. Like I put in every single ounce of energy into those kids and they are great girls. So I'm so proud. So now, I mean, I would be on Housewives because I had the space. For the that you know weirdness, but when I was on television, I didn't have the space. I was just like, I have, I don't know what they're talking about.
0: So, so going back to Housewives, how did you end up on that show? I always find this such an interesting topic to find out how yeah. people wound up on the shows that they that they were or are. How did you
1: wind up on Housewives? A good question. Um, so there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you know. It's like obviously there's, um, you know, for actors and actors, they can you know look for. Um, reality show. They have agents that are looking for different shows for them. Um, I was supposed to be on a show with Tim Gunn. Um, I just finished working. I was the editor of Elle Accessories and I met with a lot of people. I was on with, I actually was on, I wrote this book called American Style and Katie Kirk put me on television. Um, and then I was on all these different networks after that from American Style and from the bikini book. And so there was a lot of, of my face talking about the bikini. And so this uh, executive director was just like, this girl's great. Like she knows a lot. She's really fun. She's spirited. She would be great on Housewives. Um, they had just done one season and he wanted to be, a I meeting mean, to be on another show with Tim Gunn. And he pulled me aside. It was like, listen, we're having problems legitimizing this brand. We wanted like social women in New York. Would you be interested in doing it? And I was recently divorced and just came off of you know a lot of work and my kids were really young and I just was kind of like I've been in this bubble this fashion bubble for so long why not try it and I met with so many executive producers from NBC who were so great and I just was like fell on, you know fell in love with all of them like the smartest I mean this NBC like the smartest people work there I'm not gonna lie they're just over the top and um so I just was like this how bad could this be and um, my agent at the time from img was like you cannot do this my actual my publicist was like i can't represent you she's like i don't trust these women i don't know what's going to go on i can't represent you so she like fired me basically
2: and i was was like you cannot do this
1: you cannot do this and i was just like you know i just have been in this bubble for so long like what's the worst thing that can happen you know it's like i i usually make good decisions
0: Well, it it worked out for you, right?
1: It did work out. It worked out. Did you
0: ever hear from that agent who was like, I fucked up?
1: Yeah, because then I moved over to ICM and he was just like, you should stay with IMG. (laughs) He's so great. I mean, I've known him forever. He got me my first um, Vogue job when I was 18. So I love him and we're super close. So I'm super close with all my agents and publicists. and I just had great people working for me for so long. I just love them all.
0: So... You, you briefly mentioned right there your, your modeling career how did you how did you begin a, a modeling career because again also fascinating like how old were you was this something your parents got you into was this someone that you got scouted like how did your modeling career begin
1: so i was just a little young buck um from rockford illinois 15 years old and there was this contest called book of the year and uh cindy crawford was the winner and i was the runner-up i was like the kid what how have I
0: not heard this story? I was like, <laughs> that's, right, that's pretty so wild. crazy. And
1: like right before the contest, of course, in true Kelly spirit, like I had long hair like this. And I was just like, I'm, I'm 15. I'm cool. And so I cut this side of my hair off. So I had this like bi-level haircut. So I, it was like short to this side and long to here. I mean, not to lie, it looked like really hot. But I think it was like totally ahead of my time. Like today, people would be like, "Whoa, you're so cool!" Back then, they were like, "You are nuts. What did you do?" Um, but I did get uh, runner-up, second, and then went on to um, be in the other in other contests. My my first roommate was Stephanie Seymour um, in uh, in New York when I was 16. We had the best time ever. Most beautiful girl on the planet, and um, I just had a, you know I had a great start to modeling. I mean, I did a lot of great ads. You know, Ann Taylor, L. Vogue, Bazaar. I mean, I was doing all this stuff, but my dad made me go to college. Um, so I graduated from high school. Then I was I went to Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut. And the, the schedule was just too much. I was taking the train back and forth from Connecticut to New York. And my father was like, this is just too, too hectic for you. And I was having the best time ever because the guys at Trinity are smoke shows. So I was like, this is amazing. I love this. Um, but then, you know, I had to you know, buckle up and model. And so I did that. And then I went back to Columbia and then um, started writing. I had a great mentor. I was, so I was one of, I was the first blogger for L.com. Um, So I just kind of started that whole uh, narrative. And um,
0: have you ran, ran into writing. Cindy since then have you like have you run into cindy crawford and just been like hey remember that one contest way back when
1: i mean i'm sure i mean i've seen her many times with my ex-husband but it's not like we're like hey you know i mean also like i'm like younger than her and so it's like she's probably like whatever like did <laughs> are you do you, oh, you also
2: did play so beautiful Was that do you i mean is a weird like here's my thing with playboy i think it's great i love playboy listen i'm like dude i'm gonna love playboy when do your kids ever like have their friends say hey like hey i've seen your mom in playboy like is it awkward for that like that is a really
1: good question gosh you guys are good this is one of my favorite podcasts i'm not gonna lie you guys are really that's what i'm talking about kelly i love this podcast you guys are doing a great job i'm super excited um so yeah, Playboy. Well, the reason I did Playboy wasn't for the reasons that most people think. You know, and and some it's so funny because like I'll have like guy friends who are like, oh, this girl was in Playboy. I'm like, yeah, she's gorgeous and she's 20 and she was a centerfold. Like I'm, I was 40 and I was on the cover with a, with an article. It was a little bit different. Um, and also, my ex husband shot the photos. I was really, really um, specific about what. what the photos would look like, what that visual would look like. Um, Because, you know, Playboy is a smoking hot magazine, but it also is a nudie book. So, you know, I just wanted to be respectful of myself and um, of my kids. You have to remember that I was in it when I was 40. And so that was a really kind of cool thing because how many women are in their 40s are on the cover of Playboy?
2: Sure. True. So that
1: was like major. And, um, it was such a celebration, especially this is going to sound so weird. You guys are guys, you don't really care, but I have, um, this skin condition called, um, psoriasis, which is basically like a reproduction of, um, cells. So like, I have like little irritations on my arms and on my legs and around my neck. And so I've always been super, super, you know, covered up and I would always wear, you know, sweaters. I didn't want anyone to see, you know, thinking that like I was going to get, um, you know, like you know, people would say like, oh my God, you have dandruff. It's not dandruff. I had this, I have the skin condition. Um, I never wore black, always wore white because I was afraid and I just want to be embarrassed. When I was a kid, I had it on my hands. So like, you know, boys wouldn't hold my hands because they were like, "Ooh, she's got itchies. And like, you know, it was just very, um, you know, it's just, it's not like, it's not like traumatizing because it's like, listen, there's so many people have so many worse things, but it was a topical thing that you could actually see. Um, and so I, um, you know, being in playboy and being, and showing, like basically showing off what I look like was like a really big deal for me. I remember just being like, everyone is going to be like hating on me and I'm too fat. And, you know, cause when I was a model too, I was like, oh, you should be thinner. You're too fat. You know, you should lose weight. So I'm like, i oh, people are going to think I'm fat. <laughs> just like, you know, all those insecurities were really, um, you know, festering in my head. And then I just was like 40. My kids are great. Um, I'm on this crazy television show and I just have to go for it and just, you know, do something for myself for once. So I did.
0: So what was the conversation with the kids surrounding that though?
1: So we t- we did the conversation on housewives. I, the, um, one of the producers on the show is a, is a really good friend of mine. And she's like, how do you want to handle this? And I was like, you know what, let's just do this on the show. Let's do it for real. Let's, And, you know, a lot of my scenes are great because they are real conversations with my kids. Um, You know, some of the the more important scenes. And so I think those, I think people really, those scenes really resonated with a lot of the fans. They really loved those scenes because they were, they were real. You know, you can't tell a kid what to say because they're just going to say whatever they want. You know, whether it's true or not, they're just going to say whatever they want. So my youngest daughter was like, it's okay as long as you don't show all that weirdness. (laughs) Oh, they were kids. cute. And they were cute. Oh, so by the way, they have they have had some issues with their friends, and I'm like, guys, like I'm, you know, I'm I'm a woman of a certain age, like let's like you know, calm it down. So, Kel, go we, ahead, do Adam, a, I know
2: you we do a speed round. You know, I want to get to this because I know you got to get out of here soon. So, we do a speed round where we kind of ask you a few questions, think of the first thing that comes to you, and kind of go from there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, celebrity crush,
1: Josh Hartnett.
2: He lives in your okay. I mean, he used to I mean, yeah.
0: I haven't heard much from Josh Hartnett in yeah, a very yeah, long yeah. time. I was not expecting that name at all. So cute. All right. Uh, favorite TV show to binge right now?
1: Succession.
2: Good choice. Uh, favorite song right now?
1: Favorite song. Um, I have to think about that. I I'd probably ta- it's going to be a Taylor Swift song. I just can't remember the name of the, of the song. Okay.
0: Bye. Best memory from Real Housewives of New York.
1: I'm up here, and you're down there. <laughs> <laughs> your your relationship with Bethany
2: Frankel. What is it? Complicated. Okay. Or
0: so
1: it's just yeah, it's what? complicated. It's you know I have there's no we don't have a relationship you know um in real life um but on, on camera it's complicated. Just easier to say that.
0: Okay. All right. Um, Maybe something people don't know about you.
1: I love to chew gum.
0: Cool.
2: Your relationship with Kris Jenner is what? Incredible. Love her. How'd you guys
1: meet? We met through Jonathan Chabin. She's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. Every time I have a problem, I call her. She's like... She's, so, she's such a mama bear. She's unbelievable. She's incredible. She just gives me the uh, right information. She's like, Kelly, this is what you need to do. There's no song and dance. There's no long harangue. There's no five-hour conversation. She's like, this is what you do.
0: Uh, that family, we, we praise that family all the time for being able to stay ahead of every media curve ever thrown at them. Like, it, it really is unbelievable how relevant they've stayed for so many years it's really crazy i
1: love her i love her i love chloe kim is amazing girl amazing
0: besides chris which kardashian or jenner is the most fun to hang out with
1: chloe i love chloe (laughs) (laughs) best uh, best restaurant in new york city best restaurant in in new york city st ambrose
0: I don't most know that one. Is it, is it pretty good? Have you city? been there, Adam? Yeah, it's very
2: good. Adam's been there many
1: times. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I just saw, yeah,
2: yeah. I just ran into Kelly at, uh, where did I see you, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Um Most been overrated really restaurant in New York City.
1: Sorry, ask again.
2: Most overrated restaurant in New York City. The one like everyone talks about, it, like, eh. Mm.
1: Let's see. Overrated. I don't really want to say that because New York has had such a hard time with restaurants lately. I just kind of okay. want to celebrate that. You know what I mean? Okay. okay.
0: New York. New Year's resolution. What's yours?
1: New Year's resolution. Um, you know, it's so weird. Like, that's funny that you say that because I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, what do I want to do differently this year? You know, um, my resolution is to just really stay in the moment and not get clouded by, you know, drama or people, other people's insecurity. And that's just like what I've done this year. And it's been really working for me. And just kind of staying true to myself. It's just been like, that's what I really that's what like I haven't been doing it on purpose, but I'm going to make it more of a to be proactive by doing that.
2: My last question is, uh, who's the one celebrity you run into the most in New York City?
1: The one, uh, Lee Shriver. All oh, yeah. The time. Okay. Like, all the time. Okay.
0: My last question. What the hell is that horse doing behind you? <laughs> <laughs> is that just like, no, the other one. Is it just a full-size horse that's always
1: in your house? So, he is came from the Met. Um, Metropolitan Museum of Art. He came from the Anglomania exhibit. Um, So I was on the board of the Costume Institute, which is the Metropolitan, which is the Met Ball. They have an actual board, the small, tiny um, invitation only board. And I was on it. And um, one of the uh, curators, who is an amazing, amazing man, he was like, let's do something really nice for Kelly let's offer her this resin horse. It's a draft horse. It was made in Brooklyn. Let's offer her this draft horse um, to take home from the exhibit. So i was like, this, were you excited about this? Oh my gosh. I was like, oh my gosh, they're giving me this horse. I cannot believe this, this is unbelievable. <laughs> so I can get my suburban, you know, I'm picking up my kids from school. I'm like, hold on, you guys, we're just going to go, you know, zip across the street and we're just going to pick up this horse and then we're going to go home. You guys are going to be able to do all your swimming lessons and everything. They were like, mom, what? So we like drive down the ramp and, I, and I'm driving and I see the horse in front of me. And I'm like, that horse is like six feet long and like five feet tall. I'm like, that horse is never going to fit into my car. Um, and so I end up calling a delivery service and I, was, I called my building and I was like, hey guys, it's me. Just want to let you know that there's going to be a delivery in the building. And they're like, okay, Kelly, what is it? I'm like, a horse is coming. I'm like, okay, see you later. Quick. They call me back. They're like, Kelly, is this horse real? <laughs> it's huge. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what they think of me. They think that like, you know, I would bring a real horse into the, my apartment.
0: I mean, it's nice that it's from the methanol, but if someone gave me a six foot tall horse to put in my house, I might have some feelings. <laughs>
1: Well, because cool it's like it kind of like separates the room sometimes and then it's like it's fun for parties people always are like can I have a picture on the horse we like of you course. know up there um the, the saddle is from the Fendys so it's a it's an original um uh saddle from the Italian war so it's incredible and then um the saddle pad is hermes and the um uh, it has uh, Chrome hearts wraps on that, on its ankles. So it's a very bougie chic horse. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right. Well, I but know we got to get Rex. you out of here. We named <laughs> yeah. the horse Rex.
0: Well, thank you, Kelly, for joining us. I know we got to get you out of here. You got a, you got a showing here in a couple minutes. If you want to follow Kelly, uh, obviously she's on Instagram, Kelly Ben Simone. You can follow her on Facebook, on Twitter. She's even on TikTok. Um, And is there any other things that you want to, Tell them where to find you.
1: Um, you guys, I would love for you guys to listen to my podcast. Hey, guys. Hey. And I have an incredible outerwear line. It's season four. Uh, it's called Paula Georges. but It's on Ville by Paula Georges. It's doing so well. It's blowing out. I'm super excited. And I'm just so proud that you guys are listening in and staying tuned to every all things Kelly. I'm having the best time ever. And thank you so much.
2: Awesome. Kelly's one of the best. So cool. Always good seeing you. You're always one of the nicest on the streets to the photographers, to the fans, to to everyone. Okay. She's she's a doll. So Kelly, thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. it.
1: Thank you. Uh
2: Kelly Bensmo. Dude, I see Kelly a lot in New York City. She's always been super cool, super fun. You fine run into
0: her sure. nonstop. Like every day we're on the phone, you're like, oh, there's uh, Kelly walking dude,
2: by. I see her so <laughs> much, man. It's like it's, we're just around the same area. Like she's she's like she I live in Upper East Side. She lives in I guess she she's in Soho. She's in Soho. Um, I guess I was trying to think of her exact area, but she uh we just run into each other all the time i see her like sometimes i even walk the other directions like one of those points like oh, i don't want to see it it gets weird because like you've so run much. into
0: someone so much you're like this is starting to get awkward yeah, like, like i'm ca- like i'm following them it's or something if
2: you're at the grocery store and you're like about to go down the same aisle and you turn down like oh, i don't want to like it because it's like i don't want to be too she knows what i do so i don't want it to seem like i'm intrusive or I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just like no we just cross paths <laughs> a lot you know so it's uh yeah it, it you know i don't want to say we're in the same circles because I'm not affording any of those apartments she's selling, but she's crushing it, dude. She's out showing uh, okay. the list
0: time. Not about the apartments. A-Rod. What was your take from the A-Rod discussion?
2: Something happened. Uh,
0: right? I, I mean. Like, I was sitting there with a smile on her face. Someone looks at her phone I'm like, there, and this says, is more like, hey, what's going on? has been a business on? deal.
2: Yeah. Like, someone looked at your phone. Like, how does that story come out there? I mean, come on it's it's good for business you know it's good mm-hmm. to kind of get that word out there and you know it's good for it's it's good press it's good promotion you know erod cl- uh quickly addressed the situation saying there was no dating there was no involvement but she you know the next day she was on the beach in daily mail in a bikini and like she was she was working it mm-hmm. and i'm not mad at it i get it it's i'm game. not mad at it either it's a game you gotta Smart. do what you gotta do Mark kelly <laughs> yeah yeah um but if you guys like this podcast we have a video portion of this podcast it's on youtube uh we're also on tiktok however Raw pod i'm um, actually the tiktok's blowing up we have a lot of celebrity TikToks doing well yeah dude. we got a it's lot of these, really well uh, celebrity videos the raw videos that you don't see on any other outlet it's really cool if you want to see what goes on really in hollywood and in in the world when it comes to celebrity news we have exclusive videos it's pretty awesome um we also have we're also on facebook instagram tiktok i said tiktok Twitter, Ron at all. But we also have this private Facebook group. Um, Dax, tell me about this this private Facebook group.
0: Yeah, the the private Facebook group is where you can come. You can chat directly to us, ask questions. You can chat with other people that are also enjoying the podcast and love celebrity news. So it's just kind of a place for people to mingle and hang out. So go join the private Facebook group. You can just go to Hollywood Raw, and then you'll see on there there's like a little sub group there that you can join so super easy and you know always want to say thank you guys for taking the time to leave us a review it is very very helpful um it it helps us climb the charts it helps people discover us you know it's it's a hard game out there there's three million podcasts floating around and so trying to make a name for yourself in the podcasting game is not always easy so thank you for taking the extra four seconds to go to itunes scroll all the way to the bottom leave us that five star review and you know we always try to read one out loud at the beginning of the podcast just as a little thank you so if you can do it we'd appreciate it
2: yes uh you can find me at adam glenn g-l-y-n uh you can find dax holt at d-a-x-h-o-l-t make sure you check out his website wikifeats um,
0: then, uh... <laughs> guys i also i need five star review on wiki feed yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm suffering over there
2: uh but guys thank you guys for listening leave a review we'll see you guys next time guys hope you like that video we got a lot more where that came from hit that bell like subscribe share with a friend the best thing you do to support us is really doing that and uh we really need the money because we we need hair gel <laughs>